What do we want to call the log cabin? It's got to like the super log cabin. It's got to have a name. Yeah. Uh, the Taj Mahal. <gasps> maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Get behind the Taj Mahal. <laughs> that might be it, right? That, that, that also could be any shit Matt takes. Welcome to Muttering Pines, the show where we fumble our way through the outdoors and try and do stuff with our hands. Hi guys. Hi Darren. I'm the one who's late today. How are you tonight? Kind of, kind of beat. Not gonna lie. You look like you've been stampeding. Have you been stampeding? Yeah, I took Wilder to the stampede today. Oh, did he love the rides? Didn't go on rides, man. Because you're not wealthy. Uh, yeah, and it was like a half hour. Because I didn't pre-purchase anything. So it was a half hour lineup for tickets. And then a half hour lineup for each ride. Um, so we just kind of checked out the animals and then went to the rodeo. Any good? Bees? Did you rodeo, see the Rodeo was a fucking blast. And uh, the only the thing Wilder cared about was... The bull busting. And, uh, <laughs> bull actually, busting? Yeah, oh. the bull riding. And he sat through a four-hour rodeo. Good for him. Holy shit, mind. really? Yeah, it blew my mind. Wow. Was he alive at the end of it? Did you forget that he had to breathe? Uh, yeah, he had a lot of popcorn. He was good. Mm. <laughs> but, uh, that reminds me, Matt. Um, there's a a rodeo up by the the properties in August that Darren and uh, myself and Walter and Wilder and all the kids were going to go to. You think you could get away with the kids and bring them up for something like that? I don't know if there to is. The Pin- I think it was Pinocchio Stampede. No, Pinocchio's over. Rimby's over. Uh, the Buck yep. Lake the Buck Buck Lake Stampede was last weekend. I don't so what's think that August night shit? Do they just not take down their signs? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think they just left their signs out. Double check, because I'd go, but... Fair. Yeah. Are you going to be up there next weekend? I don't know. We're going to be up there next weekend. I'm not sure. If and uh, they drilled water today. They hit water at 100 feet. Oh, nice. On the, at, at the haunted farm site, yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah, it's ghost water. <laughs> yeah, Jill uh, was saying that their place is uh, a swamp of shit. Yes. Yeah, it was a swamp. The cows hang out right in front of their trailer and shit everywhere. And, oh, that's terrible. And it is. Like, we drove past on the weekend because I swung in to see if they were there yet. And, like, yeah. Like, we drove halfway into it and I'm like, it's fucking wet. Uh, that's too bad if the dudes found a second swampy spot because they were in a really swampy spot on July weekend too. Yeah, it's gross. Excuse me. Um, yeah. Important question: Did I miss the cheers? No, you did not miss the cheers. Oh, well you just missed Matt and I talking about water, actually, and Ford Lightnings. Oh, and Ford Lightnings. Yeah. Uh, the new dream. Cheers, boys. The new dream. Cheers. Cheers. So they hit. They this hit tastes water better than the ten dollar Budweiser I purchased today. Yeah, <laughs> oh that's God. just that's just yeah. rodeo tears. But I am gonna yeah. purchase a shitload more tomorrow. Because Nick, are and you I, going again? Uh, well, we're going to the Wild Horse Saloon to go watch Core Blund. Oh really? Yeah. Sounds fun. So it's gonna be like nine hundred dollars in alcohol. So nine drinks. You're just gonna have nine to. Drinks. Yeah. yeah, you're just gonna have to get uh, Nick's purse full of liquor or something. Yeah, pack it in yourselves. Do something. Just do drugs. What's the matter with you? Yeah, old school. Pills, 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 pills. Yeah, pills, 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 pills. Pilsner. <laughs> Pilsner. You know what? That that is a missed opportunity for our friends over at Pilsner <laughs> to. The pills back in Pilsner, they should definitely make pills, like actual pills that are like just little capsules of, of Pilsner. Microdosing beer? Yeah, basically. I think they should take a rip at microdosing. Ugh. Interesting. Um, 
Yeah, if so, okay, so if they did move their trailer, I don't know. But on the weekend, it was there. And it was gross. Yeah. And the fire pit that they'd made, uh, the picture Jill took was just cows around it, just standing there. Oh, okay, like, that, is the, that is the old spot. Okay, thank goodness. So they moved I, it? Okay. Yeah, Hayden has moved it since then. Yeah. Good, because yeah, it was a. That fire pit was basically just a toilet at that point for those cows. We were down there on on the like on the long weekend on Canada Day, and the the everybody that was staying down there had just sort of given up on being dry or clean. Like yeah. they were just walking around in bare feet in the muck, and like that. That was the end of it. But it wasn't cow shit that was down there. It was just at that point, it was just water. It is now. Yeah. So is he going to hire a bulldozer to get his uh, his trailer pulled out of there? Because if it's that swampy... No, he got it out. It baked out in the sun. All that wet was just gone. And he he and huh. Todd were both able to get their shit out of there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, does he have an electric fence? No, that's their next no, purchase. Yeah, yeah, he's getting one. Yeah. yeah, a wide berth around the house and or the, the trailer and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, those animals will push on the trailer and wreck it to shite. Yeah, they will. Mm-hmm. Um, so speaking of a mucky fire pit, Scott, this week you you wanted to talk about fire. Well, yeah, I always want to talk about fire. I mean, that that's one of my problems is that I love fire. And that trip that we do each year um, is one of the reasons I love it is because one of the only other people in the world that I know that loves fire as much as me is there with me and it's, and it's mad. And oh, so it's, oh, it's the best because every other situation where I say, Hey, let's get more wood and make this fire huge. Most people are like, no man, let's not woods a lot of work and blah, blah, blah reasons not to do it. But when I say it to Matt, goddamn Lucas, I get, yeah, let's go get some more wood. Yeah. And it's the fucking best. Yeah. I love fire and I love making it and I love making it big and I love starting it from nothing. I love it. I have a problem. My name is Matt. Uh, I'm a fire addict. <laughs> yeah. It's really dangerous because Matt and I both love fire a lot. There is a ton of different types of fuel when we're on that trip. Like there's cooking oil and gas and another type of gas and a thing for the torch and farts, you know, whatever has that he squirts on the fire sometimes. And from my bum explode from your bum. Yeah. Last trip. It was yeah. a vinaigrette actually. Oh yeah. Your, your flammable vinaigrette. Yeah. That, that trip is really about fire, isn't it? The whole thing is really just about fire in the end. Yeah. I, uh, I personally really enjoy it when that fire gets extremely hot and we're done frying up those chicken wings, and the the pot of oil starts getting splashed in there, and it goes it's, from a million degrees to the uh, sun. Like yeah, the sun. Yeah, and it yeah. burns your skin from a distance. I just I want the science community that watches this show definitely <laughs> to know that every year in April we solve cold fusion with just a bit of cooking yeah. oil. Like it's I think it's all the spices <laughs> and everything that's in there. Like you really got to have the recipe right. In order yeah, to get yeah. the, um, but Darren, you taught me a thing about fire this year that that was the, the best lesson I've learned about starting fire. Don't touch and, it. And I think I think Al. Well, yeah, don't touch it. But but also Alan, I think taught it to you, which is just shut up about your teepees and shut up about your kindling and just make a log cabin with a piece of paper towel under it and walk away. Tell tell us about that because it works every time and it blows my head off. So everyone I've ever known. Uh, including like my dad and anyone that's ever been like, this is how you start a fire has been make scout leaders, make a teepee. And then you hear stories of people saying like log cabin and they're immediately shot down by like super woodsman-y people. And they're like, no, it's the teepee. You get like your, uh, witch's hair, your twigs. And yeah, if you want to start small, absolutely. Like if that's all you've got and maybe shit's wet for sure. Um, but it's like every time I've done a teepee fire, it's, it's a solid 60, 40% chance of success. And then, <laughs> yes. and then Alan, uh, 
rest his soul, came along and he started doing like these log cabins when we were started cooking on the fire. And I was like, what are you doing? And I just like adopted that mindset. I'm like, what are you doing, man? Fucking loser. Uh, you gotta make a teepee. He's like, he's like, that's what I thought until he, he went up north. Like he, he rode his motorcycle up to Alaska and drank a drink with a toe in it. And uh, some guy out there taught him. He's like, no man. He's like a log cabin is an, is a 100% chance start. And so, yeah, basically, like, if you don't start it with fucking trees, like logs, you just have, like, good-sized, normal pieces of wood, and you go one, mm-hmm. one, 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 make your hashtag twice, shove some paper in and some, just break dead shit off of the trees, and put it in there and light it, damn near every time, it's a roaring fire right off the get-go. And it moves. And, it, and it, you skip the medium wood step almost completely. Almost completely. And it blows them up. Yeah. Yeah. So the even even small pieces of stackable lumber is really all you need. They don't need to be small. Mm-hmm. It's just like I don't know, maybe even a couple inches in diameter. Yeah, like forearm size. Or wrist size, I guess it'd be. I don't know. I usually start it smaller than that. I've never tried a forearm size. Oh yeah, I'll just take like your standard chunk of wood, cut it into four. And I'll build it with that, shove a bunch of shit in the middle, light it, and then you have a fire. As long as it's yeah. not it's so not, it's not fire. at all complicated. Yeah. And and that's the, the funny part, is like how much time I spent pissing around, stacking up little teepees and making like tiny little things that you were supposed to maybe once like put flint into or something like that. And all I had to do that whole time was just like you said, Darren, that's the perfect way to describe it. You make a hashtag and you stuff the middle of the hashtag with small dry stuff and light it on fire. Uh, hashtag I don't starts believe every time. that you guys, yeah, I can't believe you guys are identifying as millennials, but uh, good for you. I'm glad. <laughs> uh, one thing we didn't get to do on our spring trip that I wanted to do was to do a um uh an increasing log cabin. So I wanted to start with your standard log cabin fire. Right? And then I wanted to build a second log cabin around it that was slightly bigger. And then a second that was slightly bigger and slightly taller. So you made like a Marcosa doll of log cabin. Yeah, like a reverse pyramid almost. And then I wanted to light it and see what would happen. But uh, we just threw the fission. whole tree right onto the fire pit. <laughs> A new sun. Yeah, we get new sun every April. So we have, we, to, try we have to find a new camping spot that actually has a supply of dry wood. Yeah. Because that that's getting ridiculous that those trees, after that long of standing, are still not dry. It's weird, right? Like yeah. it isn't. It's kind of like they're not okay. dead, but they are. So how do you start all, all wet wood then? viewers should be calling forestry in British Columbia and saying, hey, look, there's these three guys. They say that your forest is haunted. With like, I don't know, spit or something. It's terrible. So how do you start how do you, wet wood then? With a big hot fire. Right. Let's <laughs> it's raining. Yeah. Uh, well, I, yeah. If it's if it's raining, I think then you've got to go with really small stuff. Small stuff, yeah. And my dad taught me a technique where you actually shave a stick of wood right down to the end. So, like, as you shave, it curls. And then you don't shave it off, right? And you basically make what looks like a toilet brush if you keep shaving it. And then you have all these little pieces of wood shaving, kindling, on one stick. And then that'll actually get your fire going. And then hopefully, like, the stuff a little bigger than that can dry out. And then that'll dry the stuff a little bigger and a little bigger and a little bigger. And then you get your... That's really smart. See, your dad obviously was from a normal school of thought where he's trying to teach you a skill. Yeah. Uh, my family just went and got the jerry can of diesel and poured it on top because <laughs> gasoline is a terrible fire starter. One, it's super dangerous, and I've only lit my wife and myself and everybody else on fire. So gasoline is something I don't use anymore, but diesel, diesel is the fuel of choice for starting wet wood. That's and fine. all wood, actually. It just... It just goes. See, it burns I put, slow. I, you don't blow up. I put gas in our burn barrel, and uh, 
every time I throw a match in there, it something shoots out like on fire. It's like pa, and uh, <laughs> so this weekend I thought I was smart, and I put the gas in a uh, an empty beer can, poured a little bit in there, and then I I dipped a string in gas, so I had a wick, and I set the beer can in our burn barrel, and I put the wick out, and I lit it, and then it went in, and then. Nothing happened. And you saw like the black smoke and I'm like, oh, it's coming. And then the black smoke went away. And I was like, this can't be right. So I waited. I waited damn near a full minute. And I was like, I fucked it up. And as I started to walk towards it, bam! <laughs> Beer boxes and garbage went straight up into the air. I was like, son of a yeah. bitch. Yeah. I... um is it it's diesel and old motor oil together is is like napalm uh styrofoam I think, this is a thing. I think you soak you put diesel or or diesel or gasoline and styrofoam and you melt them together and basically like the gas eats the styrofoam and it becomes sticky and that basically makes oh yeah like yeah hands napalm I know that that's from the Anarchist Cookbook it was, oh I see you I'm, also googled that when you were in junior high I'm I'm talking about I'm not talking about like teenage mischief. I'm talking about farm work mm. here. Um, my my dad showed me um, when I was a kid. He would take like old work rags or like jeans or t-shirts or something like that, and he would soak it in uh, diesel and uh, old motor oil, and then he'd uh, ball that up on the end of a coat hanger, and he would light that. And that was how we would go burn out the ditches in the fall in the front of our farm. Because that thing, once it was soaked, it would burn slowly, yeah. but for forever. It was, yeah. The was original, just, like, yeah, it was, mummy torch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, it was really crazy. But then I worked in a, I worked in an auto place, like a car dealership for a while in the mechanics center when I was a kid. And they had this disposal barrel for old motor oil. And one of the signs and on it let's be warned honest, you about and prostitutes. Easy. Yeah, and prostitutes because it's Kimberly yeah. BC. And the um, <laughs> but the, the barrel where you dispose of the old old motor oil, the old motor oil, half the uh, high school was population. <laughs> yeah, had the sign on it that that warned you about getting diesel close to it for some reason. And I, so I, I always wondered if that was like. Like, could it could just combust or were they worried that once it combusted, there was no stopping it? Or why was there a warning about diesel on the side of the motor oil disposal unit? Well, it shouldn't have anything to do with it. Diesel is just a thin version of motor oil. So hmm. I don't know, maybe it just thins down the motor oil and it could just be extra flammable because motor oil itself oh, doesn't doesn't burn really well. No, no, that, yeah, that's, I, maybe that's why the torch my dad made was so potent, hmm. was because it had just enough diesel to be, a, to give oil an accelerant. Anyways, I love fire. Yeah. Hereditary. Apparently. So, Matt, you're saying if you need to use an accelerant, diesel's the way to go. Absolutely. It's, it doesn't blow up in your face. You can light it directly with your hand and a lighter, and uh, you don't light your friends on fire. It doesn't also blow your pop cans and beer boxes out of your burning barrel. Right. That sounds yeah. fun, though. Um, mm -hmm. You could also try, like, if you put, uh, like, chainsaw chainsaw gas, where it has a two-stroke oil in it, yeah. it, mm -hmm. it knocks down the flammability of the gas, so it oh, doesn't blow okay. up like that, but it still burns pretty darn good. Sweet. Oh. That sounds... So, Man, you can't use gas I'm in not... a cellar these days anyway, so you can afford that. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I, I'm not above using a zip right now because everything's $2 a liter. Yeah, those little fire starter bricks, oh, yeah. those things are, yeah. Like, if you're if you're not inclined to make it hard on yourself making a teepee, or you don't want to just try out the log cabin thing, those little zip bricks start no matter what, even if it's wet. So Catherine and Emma went to some Girl Guide stuff this year. And they made fire starters out of egg cartons, dryer lint, and uh, candle wax. And it sounds stupid, but man, did that stuff burn. It burned just like one of those zip things. 
Yeah, we've we've saved some, and um, I've brought it out on the trips a couple of times. It that works like crazy, but we never have candle wax. I just have the um, lint stuffed in the cup. That candle wax may, must make it way better. I got a bunch of beeswax you can have, and it'll uh, you make some crazy ones that smell really good. <laughs> We're gonna end up with a, a muttering pine scented candle operation oh. here if we're not careful. But it's got like dryer lint, so you're just getting oh the God. scent of whatever dryer scents we all like. I'm gonna save up my dryer lint for a full year, and I'm gonna make a one of those candle starters that has like six pounds of beeswax. I don't know, a five gallon bucket of lint, and uh, <laughs> you'll never see me again because I'll just be burnt up. <laughs> you, yeah, that's how we should get the the. What do we want to call the log cabin? It's got to, like the super log cabin. It's got to have a name. Yeah. Uh... The Taj Log? <gasps> Maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's it. get behind the Taj Log. <laughs> that might be it right up That, that also could be any shit Matt takes. <laughs> uh, what are you talking about? There's no logs that come out of me. It's just, no. <laughs> Straight diesel. <laughs> thin. It's thinned out. The dryer lint thing makes sense because, like, that's why you got to clean out your dryer trap because otherwise mm. it'll so your house does catch fire. Yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, uh, I I had a house catch fire when I was a kid. I realized that we started this this episode with Matt and I talking about how much we like fire, and now I'm about to talk how you about burnt a house town, like how. Houses that I've lived in have caught fire on a couple of occasions. Do they have um, anything with you? No. I, in One, I was in Red Deer. The other, I was out because I was a teenager and I was never at home. Both times the house just caught fire. And so is the next topic not, time delay kidding. fuses? Is that the next one? No, I'm not that smart. I'm not making any time delay fuses. Are you shitting me? <laughs> the only thing that I know how to make a time delay fuse is from a cigarette, and that's from TV. Who knows if that works? <laughs> Yeah. You gotta watch the fuse they make in the movie Sorcerer. It's it involves like a a bag with sand in it, and it's it's crazy. It's, that we we should do that on the trip one year. Is make a crazy mousetrap bomb for Jade. Okay, that's the old fire, right? I'll donate five gallons of gas to that. Yeah. <laughs> so so what is the what's the what's the outlook on fire this season? Is it horrible? Like, is it is it? In forestry, like is so, it I, I guess like you is could all... say the easiest way to start a fire is to walk into British Columbia in late July and sneeze, and then right. Is it that dry? Have right that now? problem? I haven't been following. We saw a family friend tonight who just returned from the Yukon, and she said there are forest fires in the Yukon right now, which I had no idea. Huh. As far as I know, BC's pretty wet still. Same yeah. Place, but... No, that's at uh, at our cabin by the shoe swaps, it's uh, at a high fire ban or high fire warning right now, but they haven't banned it yet. It's been, it's been, oh, wow. it has, it was a really wet spring, but it's been a hot and dry recently. So traditionally, like the fire bans oh. kick in Canada Day. Yeah, so this year it'll probably right. kick in August long or something. Well, I hope we don't have a forest fire season like we've had. The past couple of years. Yeah, it's kind of nice to be able to look up and see blue sky and, and actually have heat at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So the other fire that we do is the chimney yeah, fire. Yeah, I was going to ask you about but, the chimney fire. Okay, we've we only had success with that once. And it's bugging me because yeah. we've only had success with it once. Well, we only put the effort into it it's, once. It, we didn't okay. put the effort we in only those had, other guys. Someone else put the effort they, into cutting all that forward. We've only yeah. had the <laughs> materials to do it once. A lot right. Yeah, they had a lot of wood. Um, like how much would you guys Entry. say that was? Was it four truckloads of wood? So we, like, we've cut down one big tree and tried doing a chimney fire. And were completely unsuccessful. When was that? So they, Yeah, it was nothing like that one. Uh, it was a couple of years ago on the trip. We had one tree where we ringed it, and it was just like anticlimactic. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't anything like that. That one in in BC, although that that was wet tree wood from weird wet tree forest. Yeah, right. So Scott, what's the def what's well, the definition of a, a chimney fire? Well, so that that's the yeah the chimney fire 
uh, I can't even remember who I learned this from, but it's, it's supposed to be a damp wood technique. And the idea behind it is that you make a, a big ring for your fire and it's big. It's like, you know, eight feet across down near if you, if you have a lot of wood like we did, but you can make it small too, depending on the size of wood you have. But the principle is always the same in the middle, very skinny wood. And at the edge of the ring, the heaviest logs that you have. And the principle is, is that the small fire inside dries out the rings and it expands out like this. But by the time it gets to about its midway point, all that wood burning in that enclosed area creates a huge amount of heat. And so it dries out all the wood and it accelerates quite a bit. And you end up with like this superheated chimney flame that, you know, you can't stand near as we found out the year that we successfully made one out of another group of campers, hard-earned logs. Yeah. Their fault though. They, but that far, they did let like, us come over and say hi. Far, yeah. How, how far did we, we had to stand how far away from Oh, it? Like, I, I want to say it was 20 feet, but you know, I was also was it that pretty long? drunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I would say 20 feet. So, so chimney fire, I think we're going to have to replace it with, with Taj Malag. Taj Malag. All right. I think so. So I think Taj Malag might be able, might be easier to get the materials for overall. Yeah. Less pieces, but they're, they're longer. So. Yeah, just drag the trailer down the path as we're uh, speeding through the woods and and uh, see what we can grab on the way through. See what yeah. see what kind of trees I can hit. Yeah. One of these years, you know what's going to happen is we're just going to end up out there with lumber equipment. We're just, we're going to be out there. It's like okay, we're in our D nine cat and we're going to try the <laughs> super log cabin. Yeah, it's going to be <laughs> a three hectare fire at first. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be awful. You see it from space. Yeah. We're not going to do that, by the way, for all the zero people watching. We're not going to light a forest in British Columbia on fire. Intentionally. Anytime not, soon. not and get caught. No. Not in April. Well, that wood's wet. We just said it. That is true. It's pretty dry out there. Um, so when it comes to, like, doing a fire, there's different fire ring methods, I guess, like fire pit methods you could do. Um, like on our spring oh, yeah. trip, we... Uh, at camp, we had one. We the traditional one. You clear it out, and then you put rocks around it. Um, we haphazardly just picked a hole in the ground and did that. Um, <laughs> but then you've got like you can do. That worked okay. Yeah, yeah. It was a hole in British Columbia, though, and holes in British Columbia are very flammable. Um, and then there's like you can do, you know, like half a. a an oil barrel type thing or a tire rim or uh, you can get like a fire brick, like a brick fire pit kit where you put the actual bricks around. Do you guys have, or you can get the, the I forget the name of them now, but they're like the smokeless fire pits. Yeah. The, the solo, solo stove. stove. Yeah. Um, do you guys have a preference? Super heat hmm. Well, when I'm when I'm camping, I like I like a rock ring just to keep it simple. But I, I have some rules about the rock ring. I like whatever cooking implement we have, it has to be twice as big as that, so you can build a fire beside the thing that you're cooking over. Is the if the fire's portable? I have a uh, one we got at a trade show or like a, a craft fair. It's a old washing machine washing machine tub. Oh yeah, and it's got a little stand on it. It's all perforated with a million holes on the side. It breathes really well. It's light enough you can carry it around yourself. So I don't have a permanent hole in my grass where I burn. But that's that's what I use in my yard. But the the bigger the fire pit, the better. That's the definition. And it really doesn't matter what rings it. Uh, that's not true because the rings around it will actually, like the container, can actually make the fire warmer. Right. Yeah, okay. Because the metal, like the one that you have, it's got holes in it, breathes well. It sticks, what, two feet or a foot off the ground or whatever, foot and a half. Yep. Um, that metal heats up and actually radiates more heat than if you were to just, if you were to have a brick fire pit with a big fire in it. I suppose. Right. If you're, 
like the, if you're in it for the enjoyment of the heat aspect, yep. Yeah, that's the whole promise of the little solo stoves, those really little portable ones, is that you can have like a fully warm sit around at fire, but it's one log at a mm-hmm. time. Which is against my motto, mantra of uh, yeah. of fires. Burn this, it all. This, yeah. yeah, exactly. I've worked all day to pack wood in, and I'll burn it all before I go to bed at 8.30 at night. Because <laughs> I'll get the fire going, and I'm too tired to sit around it. <laughs> I thought I, th- I thought the last couple of years the um, on the trip, the, the thing where we, we get the fire going at night before we go to bed, and we just let it burn overnight while we're there. And then when we get up in the morning, there's just enough of it left for us to, to kick off the next fire. We've got that down like a, like a perfect rhythm now. Like we never have a dead campfire, yeah. but it's never like out of hand. Yeah. You it was that, that, that dampish safe. wood. No, we, we went to sleep with a roaring fire and woke up with a smoldering fire. And then we go out for the day. So we cook breakfast, and then we go out for the day on the quads, and we get back, and we still are able to yeah, you just get a fire. Stoke a little bit or roll the log over, and there's still hot embers underneath. Yeah, yeah it's great. We've, yeah, we've got that down. I think, I think we're good at fire. That's, that's what I'm saying here, fellas. Yeah. There's no question that we're not good at fire. But there's a difference between like a good fire and a fire to cook on. Absolutely. So I can't make a fire to cook on because I have a problem. But Darren, you can. You seem to have a really good idea on just just how much heat to have. Yeah, and it depends on how you're cooking too, right? Like you could be, if you want just coals and you got to burn a big hot fire and then you can cook over the coals. Or you can burn a medium fire and cook over the fire and just maintain where your food is. It all depends, right? But so how do you how do you do it with uh, like do you burn a fire to coals and then move the coals under the thing or do you just heat the grill and work under the grill the whole time while you're building? That's the fire? how I do it. I just kind of like get a fire going so that there's enough heat, but there's still flame, and then I just maneuver the food depending on where it's hottest, coldest. Mm-hmm. Like, I know cooking over coals is great. I just don't have the patience to do it. Right. And I've done, like, rotisserie pork over, like, not a raging fire, but it's, like, there's some flame to it, and it's burning, but it's not just coals. Right. It's it's like a campfire at that point. It's yeah, like, like a campfire that's think- starting to go out, and then you throw one log on, and then it just kind of... Right. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how those solo stoves are to cook on then. Terrible. Because that's their whole principle. I would assume, wouldn't they? Are they? They're just a flame. Well, yeah, but they they don't have a high flame. I think that's... that's a, or do they have a high flame? Is that their promise? Oh, maybe you're right. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be terrible to cook on. I've never heard of the term solo stove. Just the, the smokeless ones. Yeah, it's just a brand. Like the Some of my friends have them. Like there's a whole... Like 12 of these guys have all have the same one and it's called a yeah. solo stove. Yeah. It's like a cult. And Jesus, they're $500. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I don't have one. It's like a $500 to hold a fire. And but they like it because they don't smell like smoke afterwards. They're like, they, they look teeny. Mm-hmm. Huh? Well, they have, yeah, they have really little ones that you're supposed to take like out on backpacking or whatever. And uh, then they have ones for your backyard that are like two feet across. Could you imagine backpacking with a fucking stove on your back? Like the whole point of backpacking is to have everything super light, super easy. Yeah. And then you're carrying a metal oh. stove with you instead of just like, yeah. I'm going to fire on the rocks. Yeah. Yeah. It's odd. <laughs> it makes no sense. Wow. It's probably backpacking like this, Matt. You park your car. And then you hike a kilometer on a trail. And then there's like a spot where you sit down to eat. And then you go back to your car and that's, that's its purpose. Oh man. Could you? It's not lost in the woods and shitting in a box in the moonlight, you know? Yeah. Pack everything in, pack everything out. You poo included. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That doesn't sound very enjoyable. I wanted to uh, to get a fire for the 
uh, or a campfire for the farm that's a an old rock crusher, or the, it was like the anvil or the mortar or whatever it is. So rock crushers, when they wear out, they have this huge metal dish that is hollow in the bottom, or it's open in the very bottom, and they mm-hmm. are a wonderful, super thick, heavy cast chunk of metal that make a beautiful fireball. And you get mm-hmm. that thing radiating yeah. hot, and it's wonderful. They're like General six feet diameter. Uncle has one of these things at his place. It's exactly what you're talking about. That's crazy. Yeah, those things are great. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. I don't think it's quite as big as you you said, but it's uh, yeah, it's like this enormous. It's it's got to be like this thick. It's huge. Yeah, they're uh, they're once you get them in place, you kind of never move them. They become ornaments in your yard. What's so good about them? Yeah, he built like a whole platform around it. Spent a whole bunch of money to like make it look all beautiful because of this this thing that he was able to. Get. Yeah. They're good because they, when the metal heats up, it radiates out like a wood stove in your house. That's so like what I was saying earlier, oh, and you said you're opposed to that. I'm not opposed to it. I just like big fires. Oh, so it's just big enough <laughs> that you get the best of both worlds. Yeah. Yeah, those ones are nice because they're six feet in diameter, or at least the one I was looking at. I think by principle, Matt and I believe that efficiency and fire don't necessarily need to coexist. No, I'm not in it to burn one piece of wood a week. I'll burn right. a, Me a tree a day. I forgot what I was going to say. Um, is it because you've been stampeding? Yeah, it's because did been... you drink yourself retarded? No, no, no only one beer. No, because there's thirty fucking three degrees. Right. Yeah. I just can't believe you took him down to the grounds. That'd be like the last thing I wanted to do as parent well, by myself I at made the grounds. Him, I made him a little bracelet that said, My name's Wilder. If I'm lost, call my dad. I have my phone number on it. <laughs> did you? Did you? <laughs> but it wasn't your yeah, phone number. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> it actually said, My dad has run off. <laughs> <laughs> Please call my mom. Please make me a clown. Please call my Uncle Matt to come get me. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I like fire. I do. But I'll tell you this. It was so hot on the weekend up at our property that by nighttime, when you started a fire, the last thing I wanted to do was be anywhere near a fire. Because I was right. so fucking hot. What I ended up doing is just going into the uh, the shed where it was slightly cooler and a little brighter and just drinking in there because I, I just couldn't I, – the minute I got near the fire, I'm like, it's bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to tell you, before I left on the July 1st weekend, um, I went past your place. As you know, you saw pictures of me doing it several times. And uh, – there was a wasp nest getting built on a ladder that was up against the side of your house. And, and so I destroyed it. I went into your house, I grabbed a can and I, I hosed the thing down. Um, but later it came and negotiated with me and I think it might own the property now. I'm not entirely sure, but yeah, the wasps are sentient that live at your place. And so I think maybe our next topic might need to be, Wasps. Man, last weekend, the only thing that was out there in swarms was mosquitoes. Oh, God. Oh, we yeah. all look like it we have bad. disease, like just head to toe. So, when, uh, so, like, when we bought the place, obviously everything was left behind. Like, it was, they just walked away from it. So, there's so many gems there. One of them was a bug spray. I guarantee you probably can't buy anymore. Probably for safety and legal reasons. But it, it's actually called DTX. <laughs> Oh, oh my fucking God. I remember that shit. They talked about that stuff on the news in yeah, the maybe. 80s, didn't they? Anyway, it normally works. It did not work against these things. Like, they were bananas. Barely a wasp to be seen. All mosquitoes because it was swamp. <laughs> Yet hot fuck? enough to not want to have a fire. Matt, do you want to talk about your tiger torch at all for fires? When I'm feeling really lazy and I don't have any petrol, which is basically Never. as 
never. Um, the my most enjoyable way to start a fire is with a tiger torch, a simple propane bottle, and a tiger torch and a chunk of wood, and you don't need to. You don't need to log cabinet. You don't need to do nothing. You just need a pile of wood, and you stick the torch in there, and five minutes later, you have a roaring fire. Yeah. And it sounds cool because it's That's basically true. a jet engine running in your fire until it's going. And yeah. It's. I've seen it. It's the most bitching thing I've ever seen in my life. It, yeah. I when you're it. in. At, at Darren's stag, when you lit the fire, I was like, this is. <laughs> when we burned this. <laughs> This is people's picnic table. These are my people. Yeah, yeah. That was that was real. Did you burn a picnic? Well, it wasn't a picnic table. It was a table somebody made out of really, really thick wood. It was the only table that that camp, was particular oh. camp spot had. So we burned it. Yeah, because we got Good there early. Us. Well, we talked about burning a roof that was yeah, up we there did. too. Do you remember that? Yeah, we pulled some wood off, but it was yeah. it was still really well built, so it wouldn't come apart easy. <laughs> it would have burned well. well Perfect. The log whole cabin. thing would have just gone right up. We could have learned the secret of the log cabin years earlier. Yeah. Then we would have defeated yeah, the log. We wouldn't have remembered. Yeah. You know? The secret of the log cabin. <laughs> Yeah, maybe we did figure out the log cabin that night. That's the only way we survived. Yeah, I you, forgot about that. Have either of you started a fire with Flint? I've. Oh, uh, I did once. I th- yeah. I think when I was in Scouts when I was a boy. Yeah, like they make you do it once for a test or some shit. What about uh, the, the the rubbing sticks together? Or sticks, yeah. I. I've done have that. You? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when I was a kid, I fucking worked at it, like, forever, until once I got, like, a little bit of dried moss going from rubbing sticks together, like, two pieces of, like, broken twigs off a pine tree. It was great. Just once in your whole life, because you realize, no, I never want to do that again. Yeah. When I was 10, I had blisters on my fingers after. Terrible. No, that'd be one thing on my bucket list I want to try, but... You know, there's so many more things in the world to burn than try to start it with two sticks. I heard, and that's the extent of research I've done into this. Caveat there. There's a tribe that has had such little human contact that the only reason they have fire is they let someone in. And then he taught them, but didn't really teach them. Started a fire, and they just haven't let it go out. So they still don't know how Ever. to make fire. Correct. So they don't let they it just, go out they... because they can't start so it again. They literally worship the fire like a god. Yeah, I can. Yeah, don't sounds we like you, man. <laughs> yeah, but I can control this god. I can in and out. That's true. Yeah, I don't know if it's true or not, but I, I read that and I was like, that's crazy. That rings a bell with me, Darren, that story. There might be some truth to it. Did your dad come back home? Or is he uh did he move in and like permanent resident in the basement there? Oh, he's up there right now. Is he actually he's up there right now watching the well? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's there's nothing that man likes more than chores. Chores are his favorite pastime. Jesus. Yeah, well, so it's good you bought your dad a property up there. That was nice of you. Yeah, I mean, it keeps him from killing my mom or <laughs> vice versa. So, so I noticed you had two fire pits going yeah. up there, Scott. Right, yeah, that's a good thing. Um, so we have this uh, old wheel from some vehicle that was on the farm at some point that we use as a fire pit. Uh, and then I have this cooking grill. And uh, the cooking grill doesn't sit on the on the um, on the wheel at all. Like it just doesn't fit. Um, and I also I like to like build a fire and then move it over to where I'm cooking, so I have you know some control over building it up for heat. So I built a second pit where I could where I could do that. That's the right size and guarded for the grill. And then I left one side of it open so I could shovel coals and burning log under it to get a fire going quickly out of the other fire pit 
that's it. That's what I have. Okay, so one's cooking and one's enjoyment. Right, and and so I just pull coals out of the enjoyment fire and put it into the cooking fire, and then I can do the I can solve the patience problem for for Matt and I through that because I can just shovel coals. <laughs> See, there you go. You, you found a way around and it. I, yeah, two fire pits. <laughs> Turns out that the answer is two fire pits, which should sound really yeah, appealing. Yeah, it to does you. actually. Very. Two six foot fire pits done. Two six foot fire pits, each for its own purpose. Why have one fire? We have all. So this what about space. in the winter when you're in front of a fire and your back gets cold and you have to continually rotisserie yourself? You need to just have three fires around you and have the seating in the middle, and you, you're facing outwards instead of inwards. See now, yeah. now you're talking. You know what? Let's just go full ring go. of fire. Let's just say it right I, now. The best way to have camp. Yeah, that's usually what happens with me. Yeah, just there's not so much heat coming out of it. Just <laughs> a lot of sounds. I I eat food and then it's ring of fire. <laughs> yeah, because the vinaigrette is a better accelerant than diesel, and that's what comes out. Isn't there a movie like out there where there's a they dug a moat around people and they're like, went to go burn them alive. They dug a, a, a small channel moat around it, filled it with some type of flammable tar petroleum or whatever it was and lit the petroleum and it went in a big ring. I don't, I want to say I saw it in a movie, but I can't. Hmm. The blank look is probably a dream on my end. Yeah. Are you having a stroke? I'm going. Uh, stroking. Yeah. <laughs> You got rich problems out there in Cranston? You just thinking about needing to burn some folk? We don't really have witches. They're more warlocks. Oh. Did they do the same thing with warlocks? No, because warlocks were men. That's how sexism worked up until, like, I don't know, eight days ago. <laughs> eight it's days ago. Right. Um, we're in consensus that unless you have a tiger torch, that log cabin's probably your best bet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I've in terms of things that, go, that go in there, anything paper, anything small, and when you, like, break it, it like, it's a snap, right? Yeah. That's the log cabin's one and only weakness, is that everything yep. has to be dry. Now, if you need a wet fire, chimney fire. If you can make it, even if it's small, the chimney fire will get you up. Yeah. So that's a little bit of dry stuff in the middle, and then bigger stuff. You could argue that our Taj Malog could do that too. The Taj Malog might be the perfect hybrid between because it's going to get taller, as long as, as well as wider as it goes out, right? Yeah, it's going to be a, a real engineering. Pro- it's a good thing we have Matt. It's going to be a fucking CNN headline. That's what it's going to be. Yeah. The other idea I had, Scott, I don't know if you're ready for this. (laughs) I can't even say it. (laughs) Bunk bunk fires. Bunk fires. Okay. How to bunk? (laughs) Does the bottom (laughs) one light the top one? The bottom one lights the top one. Yeah. But you know what the trick is? Like there's... You sleep in between the layers, so you're warm. <laughs> it's brilliant. We finally solved cold camping sleeping. We won't even need a tent. It's bunk beds with a layered fire in between each person. It's it might really also be just like rotisserie. Is not what I might have actually come up with. <laughs> it's, like a pizza yeah. oven for people. Yeah, it's like us in those rollers <laughs> from 7-Eleven, but it's rednecks like us. Bunk fires. Yeah, telling you, think about it. Bunk fires. I I bunk up anything. You know, I, I think if you add bunks to anything, it makes them better. Everything's more fun when it's stacked. For whoever's not listening, Scott and I had this idea once. Um, It was not born upon the backs of cannabis. No, it wasn't even not at all. Yeah, Uh, to make bunk tubs. (laughs) Best way to spend time with your buddies. That you could bathe together. 
but also separately. But not take up an inordinate amount of space right. like some weird Turkish bath. So it's, this still, is, it's still the same size as like, like when you have a bathtub, it's the same area right. as if you, you just take the shower out and you add another tub. That's exactly, Darren. And, and that's the brilliance of this is that if you have a space where a tub fits already, you can have bunk tubs. You exactly. can put them in today. Bunk tubs. The only downside was that if the person on top was done first, technically their tub drains into the bottom tub. That's one of the unfortunate things. And so you really want to be coordinated yeah. with your bunk tub buddies. Otherwise, you get the dirty piss water from up top. Otherwise, it's dirty piss water for you, mister. That's right. I mean, I'm sure that's easily solvable. But for now, they drain. This is quite the digression we've made from talking about fire, though. <laughs> well, both times. So, what did we learn today? I know I learned that Matt worships only gods that he can control, like fire. I learned that uh, we talk about fire calmly, but as soon as we're around it, we're anything but... That's that's what I learned today. Today I learned that we have great ideas and we're just terrible at executing them. Like the chimney fire or the funeral pyre or, well, anything else we do. <laughs> that's right. Awesome. All right. Well, on that note. Talk to you later. Thanks a lot. Thanks, boys. It was fabulous to see you, gentlemen. Hey, nobody. Don't forget to stalk us on YouTube, Instagram, and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The information and opinions within this broadcast are those solely of three guys who barely know how to tie their shoes, let alone do anything functional in the real world. They are not to be taken as advice or as actual instruction on how to do anything we've mentioned ever. That is the end of this disclaimer.